0: Welcome everyone to Blast Fight Life Podcast, episode number 7. We've got a lot of MMA news. A lot of things have happened between January and April. And this weekend, we're going to have an awesome UFC pay-per-view. UFC 273. Let's get right to it. I think it's very important to talk about the people's main event. Kamza Shemaev, the number 11 ranked welterweight versus Gilbert Burns, the former title contender. This fight is going to be very important for the welterweight division. And I'll tell you why. This fight is going to be important because Kamzat Chemaev is, right now, he has this hype to him. He's finished all his opponents in the UFC. He's talking all this shit. He's saying he wants to be the new champion. He's saying no one wants to fight him. But on the other hand, you have Gilbert Burns, Gilbert Burns has fought for the UFC welterweight title before, and yeah, he got knocked out, but he's still very great. In his last fight, Gilbert Burns fought Stephen Thompson, another UFC title challenger. And Gilbert Burns showcased great wrestling in that fight. He took Stephen Thompson down, and he ultimately won by a decision. With that being said, out Chemaev, his wrestling is on a whole other level. He takes down his opponents, he smashes them. And that's ultimately Kamzat Chimaev's game plan in this fight. He wants to look to take Gilbert Burns down and either submit him or TKO him. But Gilbert Burns, he's not a guy that you can easily submit. He's a multiple-time BJJ world champion. Also, Kamzat Chimaev has length. He also is a powerful puncher. And Gilbert Burns, while he is smaller... It's important to remember that he has also fight at lightweight. So this fight is going to take at 170 pounds. Gilbert Burns, he's fought at 155 pounds. Kondam Chmaev, he's fought at 170, of course, but he has also fought at 185 pounds. So Kondam Chmaev is definitely going to be the bigger, stronger guy in this fight, I believe. As for Gilbert Burns, he's a very well-rounded MMA fighter. He's going to be able to use his kicks to avoid the power of Kamzat. And if Burns gets taken down by Kamzat Chemaev, which honestly I do see happening, I really hope that Burns has a great game plan with his jiu to help him either get a sweep or get the fight back to the ground. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, This fight is important as well because if Gilbert Burns wins, a title shot might not be guaranteed. But... He stops the hype train of Kamzat Chimaev, And Gilbert Burns can also say that, hey, look at me. I have won two fights in a row after losing to Kamara Usman. I want to keep fighting, and I'm still relevant in the division. But ultimately, my prediction for this fight, I'm going to have to go with Kamzat Chimaev. I mean, this guy looks unstoppable. He's beating everyone in the UFC, and he has a lot of hype behind him. And I think the first round is going to be very interesting because Gilbert Burns has fought bigger opponents, bigger name opponents. But Icy comes out winning. Comes out Shemav is gonna win by TKO. That's what I'm gonna bet on. Now let's move on to another fight. This fight is the Coleman event. alderman Sterling versus Peter yan the rematch. Now this fight is interesting because these two have fought before last year in March and I'll tell you how the fight went. So basically Alderman Sterling, he came out swinging to Peter Jan. He put a great pressure on him. Second round, he was putting a good pressure on him too. But in the third and fourth round, Peter Jan started piecing him up. He started throwing his amazing leg kicks. He started throwing great combos. And we all know what happened, you know. Peter Jan threw an illegal knee. And then the fight was called a DQ. So... Alderman Sterling became the UFC bantamweight champion, and a lot of fans were mad at that. That's obviously not a way that you want to become a UFC champion by this qualification, but Mm -hmm. hey, it happened, you know? Peter Young has rock-solid defense. He has great trips, great takedowns, and he knows how to conserve his energy. In all his fights in the UFC, the first round, he likes to read his opponent. He likes to just be defensive, and then in the second, third, and later rounds... He comes out swinging. As for Audrum Sterling, you know, he's very unorthodox. His mindset is fuck fundamentals and he just uses an elusive and crazy unorthodox style. In that last fight with Peter Yan. he was throwing spinning elbows, spinning leg kicks. He was using great wrestling. He actually did take Peter Jan down, but damn, Peter Jan's defense is solid. He got back up so quick. It was amazing. And Alderman Sterling, I mean, he's got a big chip on his shoulder. You know, he's playing this clowny, clowny character about his status as champion. But you know, this fight, I think Peter Young's gonna win this fight. You know, Peter Young was winning the last fight. I think Peter Young is gonna win this fight by a decision. I really think that Alderman Sterling will have a great game plan, but it's not gonna be enough to stop Peter Young. Peter Young looks unstoppable. Peter Young is a big threat to anyone in the bantamweight division. And he's fought, you know, some of the best. He's beating Jose Aldo. He's beating Faber. He beat Jimmy Rivera back then. Sterling did beat Corey Sandhagen by submission. But man, that was a quick fight, you know. Uh, that that would actually be a fight that's interesting to see, you know. But right now, the bantamweight division is awesome. TJ Dillashaw, which is the who's the former UFC champion at bantamweight. He actually trains out of uh, Southern California now. I saw an interview with him and he's going to be in the crowd for this fight. So maybe TJ Dillashaw might face the winner of Jan versus Sterling too. But yep, that's my prediction. Peter Jan by decision this Saturday. And now we move on to the main event. This main event is important for the 145 pound division because Alex Volkanovsky, he's so underrated. He really is. I mean, a lot of fans don't, I wouldn't say don't like him, but a lot of fans don't consider him a true UFC champion just because of those two really close fights with Max Max Holloway. But hey, he won those fights, you know, in the judges' eyes. And Volkanovski, he has fought great competition. He really has. Volkanovski, some of his best wins. Let me just mention these. He's beaten Jose Aldo, who's the best featherweight in UFC history. He's beaten Chad Mendes. He's beaten Max Holloway twice, and he last beat Brian Ortega. And if you saw that fight with Brian Ortega, Brian Ortega had a deep guillotine choke on Alexander Volkanovski. But Alexander Volkanovski, he somehow just got out of that. It was amazing to watch. Volkanovski is a good striker. He has really good wrestling. His coach is, I forgot his first name, but his last name is Hickman and he is a very well-qualified wrestling coach. He has great body kicks, great volume. And honestly, I really think that Volkanovski can take Chan Sung Jung down. Chan Sung Jung is the Korean zombie, for those who don't know. And I'm looking here at the stats, right? For the height, they're basically the same height. Ale- Alexander Volkanovsky is 5'6". Korean zombie is 5'7". They're going to both weigh 145 pounds. The reach is the same the Volkanovski is 71.5 inch reach Korean Zombie 72 inches and yeah I mean as for Chan Sung Joong a lot of people think he doesn't deserve this title shot but he already has fought for a title against Jose Aldo I think this was back in 2013 or 2014 but ultimately Volkanovski was supposed to fight Max Holloway for the third time Max Holloway pulled out so they called Korean Zombie Korean Zombie is that type of guy who just comes forward He takes a shot to give a shot. He has good wins, but not as good as Volkanovski. But he's very tough. And like I said, he likes to walk forward. But it's hard to be a zombie. It's hard to be that guy who pushes forward, you know? I'm sure he's going to have great cardio. I'm sure he's going to have a great game plan because he's been training with Henry Cejudo, Triple C, in Arizona. But Volkanovski, he's just too damn good. He's very well-rounded. I think he's going to use his kicks to you know keep the length and make sure that korean zami doesn't clinch up with him korean zami has good jujitsu as well he got a twister submission i think in the in the ufc but i gotta go with volkanovsky this is the main event alexander volkanovsky will keep his ufc featherweight title and he will beat chan sung jung which means this will be his third title defense and after that he might face Volkanovski again, you know, in his fourth in his fourth attempt to defend the title. So it's going to be interesting. This fight's going to be interesting. Well, we talked about the main event. We talked about the co-main event and the people's main event, out versus Burns. Now let's talk about another fight on that card. Mackenzie Dern versus Tisha Torres. This fight is on the main card. And Mackenzie Dern, a little bit about her. She is a jiu-jitsu wizard. She really is. For those of you who don't know who Mackenzie Dern is, she has won many titles in BJJ. And her BJJ is just off the roof. But her wrestling, it's not the best. She has a 10% wrestling accuracy. So the only fight that Mackenzie Dern... So the only way that Mackenzie Dern can get a fight to the ground is usually by pulling guard or a clinch and pulling guard from there. And not only that, but... We all know her goal. Her goal is to get the fight to the ground. But Tisha Torres, man, Tisha Torres is a beast. She was part of the Ultimate Fighter show back in 2014. This was Team Anthony Pettis versus Team Gilbert Melendez. And since, since then, she's fought some of the best fighters in the strawweight division. Rose Namajunas, Michelle Watterson, Jessica Andrade, Joanna Champion, Zhang Weili, Marina Rodriguez. She has a UFC experience, and I think she's going to win by decision. That's what I think. She's a shorter fighter. She has a fast, slow stance. She has 58% takedown defense. She's very well-conditioned all the time. And for this fight, I think Tisha Torres' goal is definitely to stuff the takedowns and keep the clinch away. She has to circle a lot, and she can't let Dern get close to her, especially against the cage. But I'm going to have to go with Tisha Torres for this fight. Tisha Torres's UFC experience will allow her to win this fight. And Mackenzie Dern, man, she better pray that her wrestling will work in this fight. Because if she doesn't get this fight to the ground, I really think Tisha Torres is just going to piece up Mackenzie Dern. That's my prediction. Let's move on to another fight. This fight, Mickey Gall versus Mike Mallott. I wanna talk about this fight because there's actually four UFC debuts on this card on Saturday. Those fighters are Daniel Santos, Piero Rodriguez, Josh Framed, and Mike Mallet. So I'm gonna talk about those four fights very quickly. The first fight that I'm gonna talk about is Mickey Gaw versus Mike Mallott. Mickey Gaw lately, he's won a fight, lost a fight, won a fight, lost a fight. And, you know, his UFC career has basically been his whole MMA career. You know, that's about it. Mike Malott, he's making his UFC debut against an experienced UFC fighter. But Mike Malott, he has seven wins, one loss, one draw. He just fought on the Contender Series last year. And he won by a guillotine choke in the first round. 40 fucking seconds. That's amazing. So, it's going to be interesting, this fight. You know, I really think Mickey Gall's experience can allow him to win this fight, but you know, this dude, Mike Malat. I mean, 40 seconds, a guillotine choke, this dude must have tons of confidence. So I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Malat just comes out swinging to Mickey Gaw. It's gonna be an interesting UFC debut. Another UFC debut that's happening, his name is Josh Fremd. Josh Fremd, he has a really good record as well. He has fought in LFA, He has fought in FAC 12, and he's currently on a two-fight winning streak. His last fight was a rear-necked choke. And Josh Frammed, his opponent, who he will be facing, is Anthony Hernandez. This fight's going to take place in the early prelims, so make sure to watch the beginning of the UFC 273 card. Anthony Hernandez, he's had about four UFC fights. He's lost 2-1-2, so, you know... Every time these type of UFC debuts happen, it's usually the UFC experienced fighter whose record is not the best versus the newcomer who is undefeated or you know has a lot of hype on him. So that's gonna be an interesting fight. I think Josh Framd might take that fight. You know, I think he could win that fight. Another UFC debut that's gonna happen is the second fight on the UFC card. Piera Rodriguez. Piera Rodriguez. She's a fighter. Who also fought in the Dana White Contender Series, and her last fight she won by decision against Valesca Machado. She's also fought in LFA, and she's she actually has some wins by ground and pound and TKO. Her record is seven. Her record is seven and oh damn, so she's undefeated, and she's gonna be fighting Kay Hansen. K Hansen last fought at UFC 270 where I saw that fight live in Anaheim. And K Hansen currently she's lost two of her last fights. So she's on a two fight losing streak. And K Hansen, you know, she came in with a lot of hype from Invicta. So yeah, K Hansen has lost two fights in a row. And you know, this is a very important fight for K because if K Hansen loses this fight, that's going to be three fights she's lost in a row. I don't know if she'll stay in the UFC after that, you know. As for Pierre Rodriguez, she wants to make a splash and she just wants to beat an experienced UFC fighter and work her way up. Another fighter that's making his UFC debut is Daniel Santos. So Daniel Santos, this is actually gonna be the first fight of the UFC 273 card, so make sure to watch this. Daniel Santos, he's 10 and one and he's 27. And let's look at his last fights. He fought for a brave championship and he won by an armbar. But damn, his last fight was in 2019. So he's had about three canceled fights. His fight before that was another win by spinning back kick. This is very interesting. So Daniel Santos has not fought in about three years. And his opponent, Julia Ars, he's... He already has UFC fights, you know. In his last fight, he got knocked out by Song Yadong. And he has some good wins in the UFC too. Andre Ewell, he TKO'd him. So, you know, like I've mentioned before, you know. um, These up-and-coming fighters who are making their UFC debuts. They have a great record. And they get matched up against a UFC fighter whose record is not the best. So, those are the four UFC debuts that you have to watch out for, okay. And now, let's talk about. What happened in UFC Ohio last weekend, or I think it was two weeks ago. I want to get right to it. Askarov, Askar Oskarov versus Kai Kara France. This was a very important fight for the 125-pound division because Askar Oskarov, he had a draw with the former champion, Brandon Moreno. And as for Kai Kara France, his last fight before Askarov, he knocked out Cody Garbrandt, the former UFC bantamweight champion. Before this fight happened, I thought Askarov was going to win because Askar Askarov, he's a Russian wrestler and I thought he was just going to take down Kai of France. But of France, he's a killer. You know, he trains with Alexander Volkanovsky. He trains with Israel Adesanya, Dan Hooker. These are UFC fighters that are his teammates. The first round in that fight, it went exactly how I thought it was going to be. Askar Oskarov took down Kaikara France and he just controlled him there. He had his back. He was trying to look for a choke. He didn't get it. But the second round, I don't know what happened, but Kaikara France turned it up hard. Askar Oskarov tried to go in for a takedown. He could not take Kaikara France down. kara France showed great takedown defense. And the same thing happened in the third round. You know, Askarov tried going for takedowns. Kai Car France did not allow Askarov to get the fight to the ground, so Kai Car France he won this fight by a decision. What does this mean for the division? I really think Kai Car France should get the next title shot at 125 pounds. And right now, this division is crazy because there's rumors going around about a fourth fight between Brandon Moreno and Figueroa. And a little bit of history about these guys. In the first fight, Figueredo fought Moreno. And they fought to a draw in December 2020. They fought for the second time last summer. And Brandon Moreno choked out Figueroa. So now one has a win. The other doesn't. Which means the other is a draw. In the third fight, which I saw live in January. Figueroa won. And he took the title from Moreno, so now these guys are one one and one Figgy has a win against Moreno Moreno has a win against Figgy and there's one fight that's a draw so you know this fight might happen the fourth one, but I think hi Carl France should just get the get the title shot you know it's gonna be interesting and the cool thing about this fight is the one twenty five pound division has come a long way you know it's two thousand and twenty two right now and I remember in twenty twelve watching the debut of the flyweights in UFC it was Ian McCall Demetrius Johnson Joseph Benavides, and another fighter I can't remember but we all know Demetrius Johnson Mighty Mouse held that UFC title for a long time and then Harry Cejudo beat him in a close fight Henry Cejudo then defended his UFC flyweight title against TJ Dillashaw and then he relinquished the title Figueroa beat Joseph Benavides to become the champion and here we are Another great fight that happened on that card was also in the flyweight division, the women's flyweight division. Alexa Grasso defeated Jojo Calderwood. This fight was amazing. If you go on my Blast Fight Live Instagram page, scroll down, you'll see the result. Alexa Grasso, she basically just took down Jojo Calderwood and submitted her by a rear naked choke. And you know, a few fights ago, Jojo Calderwood was saying that she was next in line for a title shot i thought she was but alexa grasso now she's ranked very high in the division at 125 pounds and i'm not sure if she's gonna get a title shot just because valentina Shinshenko still has to fight tyla santos but right now alexa grasso she is ranked at number five so let's look at the rankings here valentina Shinshenko she's had i think six title defenses the number two ranked flyweight. She already beat Kaylin Shikagan. She already beat Lauren Murphy, who's ranked number three. And I think she's going to beat Tyla Santos, who's ranked number four. So, yeah, I really think that... Thinking about this now, I really think that Alexa Grasso will fight the winner of Shanshenko and Tyla Santos. So, great win for Grasso. And, hey, Alexa Grasso, she fights out of Mexico. So, if this fight could be in Mexico, you know, that would be cool too, right? Next week we have ufc vegas 51 the main event muhammad belal versus vicente Luque. this main event next weekend has big waterway implications muhammad he's been looking for a big fight lately and this is the fight that is really gonna make sure that if he wins he might be next in line for a title shot as for vicente Luque, he's beat some of the some of the more experienced fighters in the UFC welterweight division. And right now, this division is crazy because Kobe Covington just beat Masvidal. And we all know the drama with that. Gilbert Burns is fighting. at Shemaev. Leon Edwards. There's rumors that he might get the next title shot, but we don't know yet. There's nothing official. So if either Vicente Luque or Bilal Muhammad get a big win over the other, then it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting because, you know, they're going to campaign for a title shot. But damn, let's give some credit to Kamara Usman right now, the welterweight champion. He's beaten everyone that they put in front of him. Much respect. The week after that, which is April 23rd, the main event for UFC Vegas 53, Robert Font versus Chito Vera. Chito Vera. This is also an important fight for the bantamweight division. The bantamweight division is one of the most stacked divisions right now obviously this weekend we have peter yawn versus Ajuman sterling we have tj dillashaw who just beat cory sandhagen last summer tj dillashaw might be next in line for a title shot we got number three ranked jose aldo the former ufc featherweight champion the best featherweight in the ufc he doesn't have a fight lined up yet we have Corey sandhagen ranked at number four who has lost to peter Yan and tj dillashaw by close decisions and of course we have The main event, Robert Font, who's ranked right now at number five, versus Sheet Tovera, who's ranked at number eight. So whoever wins this fight, their next fight will definitely be a big step up in competition. Whether it's Corey Sandhagen, Aldo, maybe, I wouldn't say TJ, maybe Mraab Devalishi, who's number six ranked, who's Aljimin Sterling's teammate. It's going to be interesting. We have very great fights this month. But now I'm going to quickly talk about UFC 274, which is going to take place on May 7th, Saturday, in Arizona at the Footprint Center. And I'm going live. I'm going to witness my second UFC event this year. And I cannot tell you how excited I am. I've been a UFC fan for already 10 years. 10 years. I started watching UFC in 2011. So 11 years. And... Yeah, I'm going to drive out my car to Arizona. I live in Orange County. It's going to be a five-hour drive. I'm going to drive out on Friday, get there. Maybe I might watch the weigh-ins. Maybe I just might hang out in the city. I'm going to hang out with some friends. But damn, UFC 274 is going to be awesome. A couple of fights I want to talk about. I just talked about Oscar Oscar versus Car France. This fight that's going to happen at UFC 274 is also flyweights. 125 pounds, the best division ever. Brandon Royval versus Matt Chanel. This is a very important fight for the division too, because whoever wins this fight will climb up the rankings, okay? Matt Chanel is ranked number nine right now. He was supposed to fight Alex Prez, but Alex Prez missed weight, so that fight didn't happen. Brandon Royval is a beast too, so we got number six ranked Royval versus number ninth ranked Matt Chanel. Whoever wins this fight could either fight Alex Perez or Alexander Pantoja, but the flyweight division is awesome right now. So that's a fight I'm really looking forward to. Another fight that I'm looking forward to on that Saturday in Arizona is Donald Cerrone Cowboy versus Joe Lawson. Two MMA legends. Kevin Cerrone has over 30 fights in the UFC, same with Lawson. I don't know how these fights haven't fought, these guys haven't fought yet, but they're finally fighting. It's going to be an interesting fight, two veterans, one wants to win. Another fight that's important I got to take a pause for this fight. My boy, Tony Ferguson, who I've met three times already, who lives in Orange County, who's a super cool guy. He's lost three fights in a row, and he's going to fight Michael Chandler. I got to give a lot of respect to Tony Ferguson because he still wants that title shot. He's fighting Michael Chandler, who's ranked number four in the lightweight division right now and whoever wins this fight is going to stay relevant in the lightweight division right michael chandler is actually ranked number five tony ferguson is ranked number seven and justin gaethje and olivera are going to take care of business that night you know whoever leaves with the title and Isla makachev i think he's fighting benil darush i'm not sure if it's official but down there in the rankings you got chandler and ferguson I want Tony Ferguson to win, but based on his last three fights, I don't think he has it in him no more, you know? His speed isn't there like before. His takedown defense isn't there. Michael Chandler, we all know what he's going to try to do. He's going to try to knock out Tony Ferguson. I don't want to say a prediction for this fight. I just want to watch it. The Coleman event for that fight in Arizona, Rose Namajunas versus Carla Esparza. I posted a post about this a couple of days ago on my Instagram. Go check it out. Carla Esparza already defeated Rose Namajunas back in 2014. But Rose Namajunas is a two-time UFC strawweight champion. Carla Esparza, she's had some losses, but right now I think she's on a five-fight winning streak. A lot of people think Rose Namajunas will beat Carla Esparza. I think that's going to happen. I think Rose Namajunas defends her UFC strawweight title again. Who knows? Carla Esparza could probably go in for a takedown and try to win like she did last time in 2014. But the main event for that Saturday, damn, I can't wait. I'm. Sc- it's going to be so exciting, my second UFC event. And I've become a big fan of Charles Oliveira this past year because I knew about him, you know. But it wasn't until he fought Kevin Lee in 2020, which was actually the first UFC event during the pandemic. It was an empty crowd. And Charles Oliveira beat Kevin Lee by a guillotine choke. From there, he went on a tear. He beat tony ferguson then he got his title shot against michael chandler and he won the belt then he defended the belt against uh why am i drawing a blank dustin poirier he beat dustin poirier and now he's gonna fight justin gaethje i want olivera to win you know i think justin gaethje his jiu-jitsu is just not that good we saw that against khabib two years ago you know he doesn't really use his jiu-jitsu or wrestling He wants to bang, you know? He wants to throw down, which is cool, you know? So, yeah, there's a lot of UFC fights happening in the next couple weeks. Make sure you watch this weekend, UFC 273. Follow my Twitter and Instagram, at Blast Fight Life. You know me. I always post updates on my Instagram page and on my Twitter page. I love interacting with all my fans. I love all the comments that you post, that all of you post on my pictures, on Blast Fight Life. Let's keep the ball rolling. Keep sharing my posts. Keep commenting on my posts. Keep retweeting my tweets on Twitter. I'm excited for the future. This podcast is amazing, you know. Uh, Hopefully, I do another podcast sometime later this month, or if not, after UFC 274, after I watch that event live. In the meantime, make sure you keep up to date with all my updates on my Instagram page and on my Twitter page, all right? I really appreciate all of my followers. I love mixed martial arts. I love the UFC. And yep, thank you for all for listening, all right? Ezekiel is out. Follow at Blast Fight Life.